0: Hello everybody, welcome to Versus Pop Culture. My name is Richard. With me is Johnny.
1: We are here. We are laughing. We are loving this time of day. And (laughs)
0: also here with me is the early bird special himself, Greg.
1: (laughs) Hello. Ooh, that makes me want to ask a question. And Richard's here. In case you're wondering, that wasn't just an automated voice. We have not replaced him. There's no Android technology available. No,
0: no. Unfortunately, they, you know, Marvel was all like life model decoy, life model decoy. But there's no life model decoy that doesn't exist.
1: And we couldn't even get Vision anyway. God damn no. it. Um, quick question, just to kickstart this. Because you said early word special. And then that got me thinking. Guys, I do love a greasy spoon. Breakfast diners are probably one of my favorite things on the planet. When and if you go, what is your go-to at a breakfast diner? Because you know what the like usual suspects are going to look like on the menu. What is the thing that you usually go after if you hit a diner?
0: I'm at a diner? Are we counting Cracker Barrel as a diner?
1: No. Okay. Then
0: <laughs> probably like eggs and turkey bacon. Okay, scrambled, or if an omelet's an option, then an omelet.
1: Okay,
2: Greg, I usually do over medium eggs uh, with some type of home fries. Fair enough. I can mix them all together.
1: Where were your favorite home fries? Where would you go? Uh, well, ironically, it's in Vegas. <laughs>
2: It at the par- like, it just-
1: thanks for that. Thanks for that reminder that I can't get it again. Uh,
2: um, oh God, where- it was off the strip. It was just like some diner that was off the strip. Um, I don't remember the name, but it was really, really good. Nice. Wasn't it? Uh, I thought it was on like diners, drive-ins, and dives.
0: It wouldn't shock me. <laughs>
2: Listen. It's too early for me to remember that very specific <laughs> diner that I went to once six years ago, eight years ago.
1: But it was really good. So. Nice. <laughs> nice. I think for me it's always going to be the skillet because I know I get all of those things, but like everything's just cooked perfectly. And then it's still warm when it gets to me, no matter what. I mean, most foods should be warm when you when it gets. Dude, I weird. don't know. There's been some times. There's been some times. As long as they're going to put it in a cast iron skillet and still deliver it to me, I know that skillet is going to retain heat. And it should keep it warm throughout the process of me actually consuming it.
2: <laughs> it's like, man, you go to a diner and you end up door dashing food to you.
1: Is there medium, uh, medium warm? It's kind of what it feels like sometimes. But, no, we uh, we have a brunch coming up today, which... <sighs> I don't mind brunch, but like... I always have that moment of panic, like, where I've already had breakfast and probably a, like, mid-morning, like, protein shake, something like that. And I'm like, if I've already had breakfast, I'm not really feeling like more breakfast food. But then I'm the only jerk at the table that got lunch.
2: Well, they did invite you out to dinner, or
0: brunch. And, And let's be clear, you're not a jerk if you just order something that's on the menu.
1: I know, but everyone else always gets breakfast stuff when they go to brunch. So I don't understand the purpose of it.
0: Yeah, but you got a menu. You get what you want to get. I mean, it, it depends on the time. Like, if I go out at 11 a.m., there's a good chance that I'm going to be like, oh, you know what I really want? A burger. And I use that as an example, but I'm just saying, like, there's a good chance that I'm looking at the lunch menu, too, because it's 11 a.m., and it's if I'm at work, I'm within a few minutes of when I would go to lunch half the time anyway.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm always just like it's a constant struggle because everybody else still orders breakfast when they go to brunch. Does somebody say something prepare. to you
2: about it, or I'll be like, nah.
1: I'm hungry. I'm getting what I want. What are you? What are you playing about? I'm here. I just it, it's an interesting like dynamic where the expectation is that you can do breakfast or lunch, but I am fairly certain the majority still get breakfast, and I'm like, hey, right. it's it's 11 a.m. How have you not oh. eaten yet? I don't know. I had passed out by then. No oh, problem. I'd be the worst mood of my life. Anyways, I've already had breakfast, so we're good. <laughs> so I'm getting lunch today, and I'm not hearing any shenanigans about it. Oh, shenanigans.
0: I mean, you say that, but like, when I go to Cracker Barrel, half the time it's dinner time, and I'm like, bring me the breakfast menu now.
1: Oh, no, fried chicken mashed. Cracker barrel is meant for fried foods including apples.
0: Okay, well we ha- oh dude don't even give me started on those fried <laughs> apples. Oh.
1: Oh, they are so apples. good. Yeah, they are. I mean they they're
0: they're, they're there is a 1 to 1 caramel to apple ratio but I don't care. <laughs> Okay, so we have a lot to talk about today and not that much time to do so. And uh, first things first, I want to thank you. If you happen to listen to the Versus Pop Culture interview with Walt Flanagan and you have decided to sub up and listen to this episode, thank you for listening to our breakfast preferences for the last five minutes. Um,
1: (laughs) There's been a departure from the quality you come to expect in the last week. (laughs) (laughs) I know this is your second
0: episode, and there's a good chance you've already turned it off while muttering, what the fuck? Um, but if you haven't, hey, we still got some stuff to talk about.
1: Yes. yes um.
0: Do. So, on the dock to talk about for the remainder of today, the imminent doom of the Arrowverse, uh, Greg changing allegiances for baseball teams, Doctor Strange 2, and the NHL playoffs. So uh, let's see. Uh, it's kind of funny because like, we, we've got, like, no Greg Topic, Greg Topic, no Greg Topic, Greg Topic.
1: <laughs>
0: so let's start off with uh, the NHL playoffs. I think we will be one of our quicker topics. Gregory. Yes. Give us a rundown of what's going on in the NHL.
2: Well, we'll talk specifically about Colorado because <laughs> the other ones, I have no idea who else is even in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> that's the one I care about. And, uh, so this is the first time I've watched the playoff or in any type of hockey in years. Um, so, and I started with (laughs) the avalanche, just pummeling Nashville. I turned it on for the first time. It was like five zero in like the second quarter or second period. You know, I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Then I started watching it and I was realized there's a lot of similarities between, Hockey and soccer. It's like the way that certain things are played and defenses and then attacking type schemes, except basically it's just a, a super fast version of uh, soccer. So I started watching the playoffs again and it's, 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 it's exciting, especially since, you know, Colorado has a really good chance this year. Yeah. What they did to Nashville was wow. I think they, were be- they beat them like. Uh, I think the first three matches, they scored 16 goals. It's like, oh, oh, wow. So, but it's, it's, it's just nice to see another sport I can watch, especially if a team, my team is doing well. There's a lot of great players on the team now. It's I was like, McKinnon. who is this guy? <laughs>
1: McKinnon, yeah. That's all you need to know.
2: <laughs> As, As
1: goes McKinnon, group. so do the Avalanche. Yes. That guy
2: is something. One dude had a shot that ripped the net.
1: I was like, oh, wow. Greg's in a whole new world. Ariel over here. Yeah. (laughs) It's
2: been, it's been for, it's probably been at least 10 years since I've watched it.
1: That's awesome. So, in a weird, really weird kind of parallel, I'm sure 96 when like the Avs went to the Stanley cup final was probably like a big thing for you. Mm-hmm. Florida Panthers were the number one team in the league this year. So there's actually a chance there's going to be a collision between Florida and Colorado in the Stanley <laughs> cup final again, after you just started watching. So right, it's, I don't know, man, if that happens, I, I wish I would have put money down to bet, like, Florida and Colorado in the Stanley Cup final because the payoff just for that would have been, hell yes. Many dollars. <laughs> Many human monies is what I'm saying. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, we're going to – I have a – I have a small airing of grievances about that, which we can get to another time. Um, that's awesome, man. I'm glad you're getting back into the avalanche and their see I mean – it's a great time to get back into it. The team is really friggin' good. I mean, they have been for a couple of years. Yeah. We tried to go to a game last year, yeah. and we couldn't afford. Like the tickets were just too expensive. And then they shut it down because the whole team got COVID. So, yeah.
2: Okay. But it is probably the closest atmosphere to uh, a soccer match. Yeah, that's available in the U.S.
0: <laughs> so, Gregory. Um... What's your prognosis going forward? Do you think the Avalanche have a chance or not?
2: Uh, Watching them demolish that team, yes. They have a very good chance. Okay. It's going to be fun to watch. They're playing St. Louis next, which has double meaning.
1: Go Colorado. Exactly. Fuck St. Louis. (laughs) I have no problem
0: with that whatsoever. (laughs) You know, uh, we'll talk about it a little more here in a second. But your new baseball legions also hate St. Louis. Exactly. See,
2: yeah. that works right into that.
0: Yeah. Craig's like, do I still get to shit on Chris Carpenter? Does that still work?
1: <laughs>
2: Which, uh, basically, everybody hates St. Louis, so I assume that's right. Pretty friggin' much.
0: Um, okay. So, let's see. We still got a couple things to talk about here before we get to Doctor Strange. Um. Oh yeah, we've got something fun to talk about here. Oh, no. uh, I say fun. The end of the Arrowverse is nigh. <sighs> uh, the Arrowverse, the Flash, and all that stuff on the CW. Uh, so the CW has gone cancellation crazy in the last like two months. Um, if you are someone who's ever followed the various CW TV shows. Uh, You know that basically if anyone watched them, the CW just kind of let them go. They were like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we we got eight viewers, seven more than we thought we'd get. Okay, that's fine. Uh, And over the course of the last, uh, let's call it like two weeks, actually, uh, they have shit canned basically the entire Arrowverse outside of the Flash, which is believed to be on its last legs. (laughs) uh it is there's a very heavy rumor that next season will be the last season um i can't say this is something that i didn't entirely see coming i mean it's uh, most of the shows have been on now for somewhere in the range of like six to seven seasons um and they've all gotten a little long in the tooth um So I'm not mad about it or anything like that. It's just one of those things where it's like, wow. After all these years, they are finally going to be shit-canning these shows. Um, Now, that being said, what is a little frustrating about it, and this is just as someone who's a fan of long-running TV shows, um, is shit-canning them and not giving them a proper finale. Um Canning shows that have gone for six or seven seasons and leaving them on cliffhangers is honestly kind of ridiculous.
1: Um, what? <laughs> it's what you all deserve. <laughs>
0: ah, dude, come on! I'm just kidding, man. I was say yeah. it, it show like Legends of Tomorrow has a small but passionate fan base who is—they're just like, yeah, you guys suck. Uh- <laughs> So
1: that's not what I said. That's what you said. No, I'm sorry, that's what CW basically <laughs> said. There's a chance that there's gonna be some, and it'll be through the subscription service moving forward.
0: Um, you know, actually what's funny is um there is a rumor that came out yesterday that Warner Brothers discovery was behind some of these cancellations. Yeah. And it, if it's true, it is the most screwed up thing I've ever heard, which is the CW wanted to renew all of these shows, and Warner Brothers was just like, eh, the studio space is expensive. We don't want to pay for it anymore. We're not making any more.
1: Yeah. Well, it's... I mean, it sucks for people that are fans of the show, but I... As someone who had a passing interest in a couple of those for a little while. I couldn't even tell you what happened in the last two or three, maybe even four oh, years. I, I, I completely understand that. I mean, I, I'm someone that
0: I was very interested in Legends of Tomorrow and I would occasionally tune in and tune out. But even then, um, the only episode of the last probably two seasons that I watched was the season finale of this year because they finally introduced a Booster Gold. Yeah. Um, so like, I, I'm not mad about this from my own perspective. It does not bother me that they've decided to cancel these shows from a like fandom perspective because I didn't watch any of them anymore. Yeah. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's like, it's just such a shitty thing to do to string along people for six or seven years and then just be like, eh, we're not going to give it a proper ending. But now, are they
1: going to continue moving forward with the new Superman and Lois show? Like, is that still Superman and Lois
0: is largely believed to not be in the Arrowverse at this point.
1: So they're not canceling everything; they're just trying to begin again with their own stuff under the new parent company.
0: Basically, Superman and Lois is co-produced by HBO Max, Um, so it's sticking around. Uh, And since the show started, they have not yet acknowledged anything else in the Arrowverse.
1: Okay. Well, I am sorry for fans of the properties. Um, I just... I I was of the mind. I felt like they were kind of starting to just scuffle and stumble, and it just felt like someone was trying to drag a bot. It looked like the end of Talladega Nights, where they're just, like, crawling across with their hands sort of thing, which...
0: I largely figured that we were going to be getting final season orders for quite a few of these possibly even like reduced final season orders. Uh, I mean, every year it, you kind of assume that the next year would be legends of tomorrow's last. Um, I, I don't know. I, like I, said, I I can't say that I'm mad about it from my own personal perspective. I feel bad for those fans, but at the same time, The fact that some of these shows with the anemic ratings that they pulled were able to get six or seven seasons is honestly, in and of itself, a little ridiculous.
1: Well, it's not like DC doesn't have properties that people can get behind still. I mean, that Harley Quinn animated series is probably one of the best things they've produced in the longest while. And Doom Patrol, despite my personal, like, I I think my level of appreciation for just weird... I probably hit a threshold early in this most recent season, but I still like went through it. I think there's lots for people to enjoy with that. And I do think the next, it's not birds of prey. What's the one coming out? Brendan Fraser was just cast as Batgirl. Oh yeah. The, where he's cast as a villain. Honestly, if people haven't gotten into some of the stuff they have on the subservice, please do. There's some really good programming that they're still producing I, I think I think there will be enough for people to be able to enjoy a little bit.
0: Yeah, and then on top of that, you have uh, Peacemaker, obviously.
1: Which, as a most recent development, will be direct onto Blu-ray and DVD this fall. I believe September is what they said. Good. So I'm very excited, and I watched a clip this week. There was a show in Sweden or Norway... Wherever Wigwam is from, it was an award show and they had an entire production of the people involved with the award show perform the entrance number from Peacemaker. So there was like 50 people on stage doing the dance.
0: That's amazing.
1: <laughs> uh, James Gunn actually retweeted. I saw it and I was just like, that is fantastic. Um, but, you know, it's you can at any point be able to go from being a fan of one thing, stay in the same ballpark, but become a fan of another thing. Sounds a little bit similar to maybe something that's possibly allegedly hypothetically an outcome for one Greg Watson.
0: Yeah. Gregory, do you have (laughs) something to tell us?
1: So I, I do believe Greg has some, yeah. Really shocking developments to share with the tens of listeners that we have. Well,
2: it's not shocking. We talked about it briefly, but uh, Todd Bowley had, does now own, well, Todd Bowley and the Clear Lake Consortium does now own Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea confirmed, what, last, I think last Friday, Friday?
0: Now, Greg, I have a shocking development to tell you after this that I think can sway your allegiance back to the Reds.
2: Nothing you can say can do that.
0: Go ahead, go ahead, because I've, I've got it loaded in the chamber.
2: Well, you can go ahead and go. It doesn't matter well, to th- me.
0: T- talk, about, talk about your new Dodgers allegiance, you know.
2: No, <laughs> my question was, am I obligated to follow the Dodgers because they he now owns my team?
0: Okay, but what if I told you that I now own Manchester United?
2: And enjoy that, you know, debt. I guess (laughs) I'm still gonna be a Chelsea fan.
0: But if I now own Manchester United, that means that you should become a Manchester United fan and then stay with the Reds.
2: Why would Manchester United would have nothing to do with the Reds? You'd have to own both.
0: I'm a Reds fan, so I mean, I'm just saying.
2: No, for it to work, Richard, you would have to own both.
0: Well, I only own Manchester United because the Reds don't have stock available on the NYSE stock exchange.
1: Right. I so own- is that the equivalent of, hey, we don't need to get the Reds while we're out. We own the Reds. We have the Reds at home.
0: Yeah, basically. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I own one share of Manchester United stock.
2: <laughs> nice. I own part of Sanford Bridge. And the Crest, basically. Chelsea. I own real estate.
0: But does your real estate do anything for you?
2: Yes. He gives me a voting right for the team.
0: Nice.
1: Well, I support your decision, Greg. Congratulations. Many, many yeah. banners. Many, many wins. An owner that is not afraid to put money into an organization.
2: Right. Right. And then you can already see, like, there's a lot of things that are going to be changing over the next few years. Yeah, you know, um, data-driven, you know, recruiting and that kind of stuff. But he's already got a good base to work with. I just want to see what he does with it now. Like, yeah. he could turn Chelsea into a very, <laughs> a very dominant team, kind of like what Manchester City is right now. The difference is. You know Chelsea actually wins, you know Premier or the Champions League, where it's just City has lost. I think Pep Guardiola has lost more than he's won now in the Champions League. It's amazing. They're such a good team, but they were they were up against Real, uh, last week or ten days ago, and then they <laughs> and they freaking lost it in the last uh, I think six minutes. They were up there. Manchester City was up two goals. So, like, oh, it was a pretty good flop. Yeah. You knew what's happening because that's just how that team plays.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it seems like everything's coming up Millhouse right now for you, buddy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well finally, well, it's been such a long uh, like battle almost. I mean Chelsea is technically still sanctioned until it gets fully covered by the uh Premier league so okay but there's there's a really, really good chance that'll be finished in the this upcoming week so then Chelsea could worry about who they're gonna sign. There's like, there's thousands of rumors already on who they're going to sign.
1: Yeah. That's, I mean, that's honestly, man, I think as a fan of any organization, all you hope for is someone to actually take control of it that cares enough to be able to kind of invest in the team to try and convince the fans to do the same. So, I mean, there's, there's got to be a little bit of give on one end in order to get something back from the other. So I'm glad I mean the Dodgers don't need help as much. I mean if if you're going to cheer for them, this is probably going to be another really good year to do that. <laughs> but like I you know if you look at the way the Dodgers organization has been handled and run over the last 5 6 years, I think I think you're going to see some change in the culture of that football club for you as well. So that's that's pretty pretty damn cool, man. Right? And it's
2: what I—that's what I kind of mean. Like I—I'm gonna kind of pay attention to the Dodgers, but I'm not gonna like watch the games or any of that type of stuff. I'm gonna, you know, maybe if I get interested in it, I'll start watching the games. I'm more apt to watch hockey though. So, yeah, he needs to buy the Avalanche. You can just buy them all, I guess. Just have all three of them. I don't—I don't think can, Richard. Do you think he can own an NHL team and an uh, an MLB team? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if there was any. There's,
0: or... I yeah. don't okay. believe that the MLB and NHL have rules. I think the NFL has rules uh, where if you own teams, they all have to be in the same city.
2: I, I remember hearing that. I just didn't know if it was against with um, MLB too. So, but yeah, pretty exciting.
0: Okay. Well, we are on to our last and final topic of the day. Last and final. That's, uh, those mean the same thing. Uh, Doctor Strange 2. So, Doctor Strange 2 came out last week. Uh, I, I saw it. Johnny saw it. Greg is excited to hear us talk about it. <laughs> um, we will do our spoiler free portion of it, we will go into a spoiler section of it, and we will close out the show. Um, if you just, you know, aren't interested or you haven't seen it and you're afraid that you're going to get a spoiler, I will cut them out for a spoiler section of it, but whatever, just, Hey, you know, have a great week, you know, give us a quick follow on social media, you know, uh, at Richard versus at Johnny,
1: uh, you can contact me through our official Twitter account, which is at versus podcast followed by the underscore, uh,
0: Gregory
2: at whoa, well, Gregory.
0: Okay. Uh, So have a good week if you're dropping off now, but otherwise be prepared. Doctor Strange 2 is coming your way. Jonathan. Yeah. What'd you think of Doctor Strange 2?
1: Separating the film from some of the events, I'd say it was a nice and marked improvement Compared to some of the previous offerings in the last little while from Marvel, okay, um, I will say this. I this was not kid friendly. No uh,
0: So I had read enough about it to know that it would not be kid friendly. Um, you know it, there were a lot of people t- calling it Marvel's first horror movie. Uh, so, yeah, the, the big thing, like, you know, our, our kid, I've gone on record as saying we take her to see basically every Marvel movie. Um, if I have a question about it beforehand, I will view it beforehand and then take her on a second showing. Um, in this case, I was already viewing it beforehand by seeing it in San Antonio. Um, but... I, in general, was pretty aware that she was not going to be seeing this movie anytime soon. Uh, And my viewing in San Antonio confirmed that pretty much immediately. Uh, This movie has got a lot of horror imagery. I mean, it it has a couple jump scares built into it. It's not what I would call, like, a deeply scary movie. Like, if you went and saw this and it was marketed as a horror movie, you would be like, that wasn't even scary. But... There was enough stuff in it that it was just like, oh, this is just not kid friendly for children under the age of probably like, I don't know, 11, 12.
1: Yep. Yep. It's there were some anxiety inducing sequences. And I almost think it's it's not even as you said scary per se but i think in the bubble of marvel properties i think that's what the shocking factor was just feeling that like oh i i don't feel good about this <laughs> like i am not meant to feel good about this congratulations you did a good job but like i don't feel good about this
0: Yeah. Um, without going into spoilers yet, um, were the events of the film shocking to you, or did you kind of see most of them coming?
1: It sucks because like I did a really good job of avoiding <clears throat> any plot spoiler, whatever. I saw the first trailer and that was it. I the last few films I've actually avoided trying to learn too much about it before actually seeing it yeah but one of the writers for wandavision came out and made a statement that kind of like hijacked that for me a little bit so sitting there watching the events play out i was not as shocked as i think some people including my wife were
0: yeah um i i ended up running across spoilers for probably 80% of the events of the movie. Mm -hmm. So I went in with a decent understanding of where we were going. Uh, Now, thankfully, some of the spoiler people were completely wrong. So there was still a certain amount of like surprise to what was happening because, uh, you know, you're expecting one thing and something else happens. Like, oh, okay, well, we have a little bit of uneasiness here. Yeah. Um, but overall, I, I enjoyed the movie quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. there is, uh, you know, some nice throwback to it to like evil dead era, Sam Raimi.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Um, so it's, it, it had a, a certain look and feel to it. that kind of gave me a lot of nostalgia for the eighties. So I, uh, yeah, I, I really did. I enjoyed the movie. It is not the best Marvel movie I've ever seen, but um, if you go back and you know there have been now what four movies, five movies, five Marvel movies released since the pandemic. Yeah, Black Widow, Eternal, Shang Chi, No Way Home, and this. Um, This is this is one of the better movies of, of, of that batch.
1: I think Sung-Chi is still probably your number one that they've put out. Okay. Um, and again, I, I I know we are not going to agree on this. One of those films I wouldn't necessarily completely put under the umbrella of Marvel Studios. Yeah,
0: you, for some reason,
1: you have this bitchy
0: little like, I don't I know, it'll hold me in a Marvel movie. It ain't Marvel, but it is.
1: It's the same company that put out Morbius. It was referenced in this movie. Doesn't matter. Still, same company put out Morbius.
0: How was that? Doesn't matter because in the end, <laughs> all they did was pay Marvel Studios to make the movie. Yep, that's that's literally how it works. Sony's like, here, money. You make movie now.
1: Yep. Still not entirely theirs. Yeah, but it is. No. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I did. <laughs> Greg I... turned his headset off. I think Greg turned his headset off. <laughs> I'm just not listening. <laughs> uh
0: anyway though i i enjoyed this movie uh um, yeah I, i'm gonna have to watch it at home at some point to decide whether or not it beats out shang chi for me um i did enjoy shang chi so we'll see um but on first viewing i i enjoyed quite a bit of this yeah um I'm trying to decide if it's time to go into spoilers right now. You know, we,
1: we, we may as well, because like it just felt like everything was a spoiler. I, yeah, I, I feel but like I, I'm just yeah.
0: dancing around this.
1: We're not going to play just the tip anymore. Let's go for it.
0: Okay, well, we've already told everyone that you know they can have a good week and all that other stuff. So let's go ahead and just... I'm not even going to bother setting a timer. We're just going into spoilers from here on out. Yep. So if you are listening to this and you do not want to be spoiled from Doctor Strange 2... Now is the time. Turn it off. I'm going to give you a couple seconds. Click that pause button.
1: Go home. Are you too good for your home? Turn
0: on a different podcast. Maybe one of our Why other don't you ones. go home? Answer me. Yeah, get, get, go, 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 go listen to our, uh, to me Apple about Disneyland and Mr. Toad's Wild Ride.
1: Go it, listen to the Walt Flanagan interview.
0: Yeah, it, you probably already listened to that, but.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, okay, we've given people enough time to get this turned off. So, obviously, I know what your favorite part of the movie was. And Scarlet was...
1: with dying.
0: No body, no death.
1: <laughs> um, Yeah, it was kind of funny that, like, I thought they had given me my moment already where I was like, ooh, like big hard eyes, like the SpongeBob happy face. Mm-hmm. When Christine mentioned the Baxter Foundation, which, like, I like pulled back. I look like the Kenny Omega GIF where he, like, pulls back in his chair looking at the laptop. Mm-hmm. And I look at Ashley. She's like, What? And I'm like, They said the Baxter Foundation. And, like, my heart's palpating. Like, I can feel my, like, heartbeat, heart rate increasing. My blood pressure's going up. And I'm like, Do you know who, do you, do you, do you know who runs that? And, like, deadpan without skipping a beat. She looked at me. She's like, No.
2: I was going to ask you so
1: uh which is a colossal failure on my part as a fan. So the Baxter Foundation is run by the actual first family in comics also known as the Fantastic 4. I mean primarily Reed. Reed is the one that controls the Baxter Foundation. Um so I was like, "Holy shit, they finally did it." They 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 gave me this like little Nugget of hope that I'm not just going to be continually frustrated that there's no Fantastic Four in the Marvelverse. Um, so I was I I was willing to come out of that movie and be like, "Fuck yeah, here we go! I got it! I got what I wanted. I feel I'm satisfied. I'm ready for the cookie and the cigarette. We're fine. I can just roll over and go to sleep." Um, but that wasn't it. And what I'm. I, I don't want to get too far because like, there was a lot of really cool shit that happened well before this.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's go ahead. And and, so Johnny's obviously a big fantastic four fan. That was his big moment. Uh, So let's, let's let's go ahead and and kind of roll back a little bit. Um, Were you shocked that Wanda was the villain? No. Okay. I, I, I felt like they had relatively choreographed that with the trailers In particular, the trailer where she's like, you know, you do this and you're considered a hero. I do it and I'm a villain. That's not fair. Like, it was pretty clear to me that Wanda was the villain. But, like, there are a lot of people who are just shocked by it. And it's interesting to me because if you watch the end of WandaVision, it's pretty clear Wanda isn't good like and and I'm not going to sit here and rehash all my shit with WandaVision but Wanda is pretty clearly the villain throughout that show (laughs) and then it (laughs) ends with her flying off with the evil book of evil that turns people evil (laughs) and reading it in a trance.
1: Which, low-key, kind of made me laugh, because now you have Sam Raimi and a character that has, like, what is essentially the Book of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was no one else that could have been tabbed to do this.
0: I was, I was just waiting for her to, like, pick it up and have it bite her fingers.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, that was... <sighs> yeah, I just, I guess I'm shocked that people were shocked by Wanda... Going dark side. Yeah, I mean, which, uh, well, like this I said, has been telegraphed for an entire TV series.
0: I I understand to an extent watching the TV series and not getting it because, and, and you know, I have had a lot of issues with the TV series, but they went out of their way to kind of absolve Wanda at the end of it. You know, with Monica Rambeau being like, they'll never know what you gave up and all that other crap. Yeah. But again, you you look at that final scene. With her in the cabin, reading the Darkhold, and practicing spells. You can't look at that and be like, "Ah, she
1: cool. Well, I mean, we could probably go further back to Infinity War. Because she literally had to kill Vision herself. After losing her brother, and losing everybody else, and going through the Ultron shit. And like, man... Come on. If anyone was surprised that the woman who has psychologically been the most absolutely abused on an emotional level in the Marvel universe, it's, (laughs) y'all should have paid more attention in your single psychology course you had to take in school.
0: Yeah. And that's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, I I do. I I get it. I, I, I legitimately, I get it. What they were, what she was going through definitely made sense from a like mental break perspective.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, and that's why, like, I, I have a friend of mine who is a massive fan of the Marvel movies. Him and his wife will rewatch the entire like canon a couple times a year, uh, and they loved Wandavision. They loved Wandavision so much, mm-hmm. and he did not catch where this was going at all. <laughs> and like we would talk about leading up to it, and like I said, I already was pretty aware of the spoilers. He's also a massive fan of uh the Patrick Stewart, Professor X and Patrick Stewart in general. Yeah. Uh, and, and so he'd be like, Yeah, you know, I'm taking my wife, and we're gonna blah blah blah, and she's so excited, she she can't wait to see Patrick Stewart and blah blah blah. And, and we can't wait to see Wanda again. And I'm like, <laughs>
1: do, you, do you want to know
0: spoilers at all? Like, do, you, do you want to be prepared for anything? No, 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 no. So, as the movie played out, I just sat there and I was like, He's gonna hate this movie so much. Yeah. He's gonna hate every second of this movie. And when I finally talked to him about it, he's like, I didn't hate it, but you know, I wasn't was my really... favorite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, dude, you, you're in denial right this second. You're like two months away from being like, That was the worst movie I've ever seen.
1: I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's basically what he said. Um,
0: so the the cameo spot fest at the Illuminati, we got the Black Bolt from the television series.
1: Yeah, Anson Mount. Who, yeah. What character is he playing in Star Trek?
0: Uh, Captain Pike is my understanding.
1: Right, okay. Um, small grievance, and I've made this grievance about it before, he seems very small for the role that he's portraying. And I don't know if it's because like of the other actors in that sequence that he just seemed shorter or smaller instead. Like I, I don't know how tall he is, how big he is. It doesn't matter a lot, but I've always felt like black bolt should be like tall. a pretty like big dude. You know what I mean? Right. Um,
0: no I, but yeah, but I in general I don't think it mattered considering it was a cameo and he was killed off yeah. after his first line.
1: Um, yeah. He's he's six foot one so he's not that small.
0: Yeah but no he um, yeah he, he seemed fine to me. Um, I uh, let's see so we had black bolt we had the Maria Rambo Captain Marvel. Um, we had Haley Atwell's Captain Carter. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on either of them?
1: Um, it was cool to see. It wasn't the same Captain Carter from like, um, what am I trying to say here? It's not the same Captain Carter from What If? Is it not I think the same it was Captain just like Carter a, from What If? No. Okay. Um, but it was, it was a cool nod and it was like people who have seen What If, I think that was probably like a really neat thing to actually see. Happen. Um, and I mean, it's Haley Atwell, correct? Yeah. Uh, she's she's done really well. Every time they've had her on screen in anything. Like, even her series that she had for a limited run. Like, she's good at... she's She is that character. As much as Chris Evans is, you know, Captain America. Um, she is 100% Peggy Carter. So I dug it. It was good.
0: Uh, then we obviously had Mr. Fantastic, who... I hope you enjoyed. I've been saying
1: it for how long? Krasinski.
0: And there is, I I believe it's been officially announced, Jack Ryan is ending with season four. Okay. Uh, And people are using this to infer that it's ending with season four because John Krasinski is moving in to take over the role of Mr. Fantastic in the MCU as well.
1: And now I'm seeing Bryce Dallas Howard might be directing this film. There's a rumor that she is tapped to direct and star
0: in the Fantastic
1: Four. No, I... mm, Fine. She's already had a run in a comic film. Come on. What? What? Spider-Man.
0: Oh, oh no! I don't count that. It was Spider-Man three. We tried not to, to talk about Spider-Man three.
1: Oh sure, Richard won't count Spider-Man as part of Marvel, but Spider-Man three to... <laughs>
0: with Tobey Maguire.
1: <laughs> well, it still counts now because he's now been part of that film too. So come on, man! No, Spider-Man three, bad movie, bad movie. Um, no, that was amazing, and. Ashley looked over at me and she's like, go on then. <laughs> I had to like physically pull myself back into my seat because I just wanted to get up because I was like, nope, am going to get up. I'm going to leave. This film will not get better from here. This is the end. And then they promptly turned Mr. Fantastic into a pile of cheese string.
0: Oh, I, I thought of it as spaghetti.
1: String cheese, because now they have a marketing point with one of the wonderful dairy companies in this country. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic stringets. Uh, anyway, I feel like I'm forgetting yeah.
0: someone other than Professor X. Was there another Illuminati member that I'm not thinking of? Um,
1: no, Black Bolt. Oh, Mordo. But I mean, oh yeah, going to be. We knew he was going to be the bad thing almost immediately.
0: Uh, yeah, Mordo was. You know, he was okay.
1: Well, no, because he even admitted that he had already tried to kill Strange in that universe as well.
0: I mean, he hadn't tried. They killed Strange in that universe.
1: No, no, no but he tried before they actually successfully, like, had him sacrifice himself.
0: I don't re- remember
1: that part. Um, it was, like, part of the brief exchange when they were, like... When Steven was trying to get him to, like, show Darkseid. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this film... You know, it was it was really cool the way they did it. I like the character development of Wong.
0: Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: Um
0: I, I we're 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 kind of ignoring the fact that they introduced all these characters, you know, A, AKA Professor X, Captain Carter, M- Maria Rambo, Captain Marvel, Black Bolt, Reed Richards just to kill them all on screen, like viciously 10 minutes later. Um, were you expecting that? Or did you think that some of them would make it?
1: I, I didn't expect any of them were going to live. I just, I have a pretty good understanding of who the Scarlet Witch is in the comics and what she's capable of. And the fact that she's been tainted by the dark hold. I was like, I, I, I felt like the agent in Deadpool. This is not going to go well for me. <laughs>
0: you're watching Reed Richards comes on. You're like, huh! uh-oh.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like, oh, yeah. And then I was like, oh, no. this. They are going to try to do their superhero thing. And she is just going to Thanos everybody.
0: Um. So we have not talked about also uh, one of the basically two main characters of this movie. Uh, America Chavez, who had her big screen debut in this. Yep. Um, What were your thoughts on uh, America Chavez?
1: I thought Sochiel was excellent in the role. I thought they did a great job casting that character. I expect her to be a little bit more badass, but I think we got a bit of that closer to the end.
0: Um, I didn't expect her to be very badass, but I, I liked what we got from her. Um, I thought she was a really fun character to have in the movie. I thought like you, I thought she was played really well.
1: She played off Benedict similar to the way that Holland did, which I thought was actually a really, it's a very interesting contrast when they get him paired off with a younger actor or actress. And I just, I, I did think it was done really well.
0: Um. That's mainly what I have to talk about here.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't want to go like balls deep into this either cuz I know people even if they listen to the spoilers are going to want to be able to see it and it's like I I still kind of want to leave a little bit of that. I think hitting the big points though just to you know, kind of get an idea for how we felt about it and then the mid credit, I mean, let's not talk about mid credit cuz I think that's a kind of a really cool moment that I'd rather people They can look it up themselves if they want to. But the post-credits, God bless you, Sam Raimi, for always getting Bruce Campbell into your properties. Well, he was also in the actual movie itself. Oh, no, no, no. Like, I knew that, but it was just, like, it was such a perfect, like... Pizza Papa got paid. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, the fact that it was very much, like, evil Ash punching himself in the face again... Yeah. Just, I howled laughing at that. It was... That was... The best possible way they could have finished that, and I am thankful that we, for a second time, have Bruce Campbell in the Marvel universe.
0: Yeah, I uh, I, I really enjoyed it overall. I, I thought it was I thought it was a fun movie. I thought that bringing in the little Sam Raimi style cameos from Bruce Campbell and yeah. um, the makeup effects towards the end of the movie yeah. um, added to it. I'm I'm not shocked that this movie is not performing as well as people thought it was going to perform. Yeah, um, because I think that a lot of people were well aware that this was a horror aspect movie, and yep. are avoiding taking their kids. And there's a certain amount of negative word of mouth to, in general, even take thinking of taking kids.
1: Yep. Well, and it's, I don't think it's a movie. There's been a few that I have wanted to go see a second or third time in the theater. I don't think this is one of those. I think, like you, I will wait for the digital release um, and then just kind of rewatch it and see if there's anything that I missed that I pick up on a second and third viewing instead. Um, Ashley enjoyed it a lot. We both did. We went there their friend Matt. Um, we just, it was, you know, it was a nice like adult. Whew, don't call it an adult film it was a nice like older demographic title and offering from marvel finally so i think they were also going to use this to kick the tires on can we which is so dumb can we put out a third deadpool film yes the answer is yes the first two made a crap load of money and no kids saw it you can make films not geared towards children and you will do just fine
0: yeah this movie's gonna end up making probably a billion dollars if not very close to it
1: and considering like where the world's still at right now i take that as a huge win so
0: well and and even if it even if the world wasn't there this is still a doctor strange movie which doctor strange struggled to make money the first one so bouncing this thing close to a billion dollars is pretty damn good
1: I think they'll they're they're doing just fine, man. And it really sets sets up the anticipation and excitement for Thor Love and Thunder as well, which I am excited to see that in a couple months. Yeah, uh
0: I do have a certain amount of excitement for Thor Love and Thunder as well.
1: Um uh, beyond that, Greg, anything we discuss get you excited to maybe see this when it comes to either Disney Plus or just digital release.
2: Oh um, I always watch all the marbles. Marvel movies once it gets there I just don't want to go see them in the theater
1: yeah no that's fair Uh, but I think the next most exciting part about this film will be when you finally get to see it and we get your review because by the time you see it you're going to forget everything we just talked about here and you'll get it like unencumbered and be able to give us a little bit of uh, a Greg review based on your facial expression yep we'll (laughs) find out Beyond that, gentlemen, is there anything else you wish to discuss based on the previous topics of today's episode? Mm, No, I'm good. Yep, same. Well, without much further ado, I bid you adieu. No, I'm not going to do the Kenny Omega thing. Anyways, Richard, have a good week, everybody.